Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. 19 days and ways as we walk towards 2024 and the unfolding of deeper development by saying yes to the Father. Today, I continue in us saying yes to the Father, identifying very deeply with Him, just like Jesus did. Jesus chose to eat the butter and the honey, the love and grace of His Father, so that He could say yes at every point of decision along the way. I'm encouraging you to do the same. Take a listen, share with others, and respond to the call to action and my final ask at the end of the episode. Talk to you soon. And we continue 19 Days and Ways, making our countdown as we walk into the next swath of time, 2024. But do not only count things as they are on man's calendar. We must stay on God's calendar and we must recognize that He is moving. And we don't want to just be locked in into man's calendar of New Year's resolutions and vows to be better. My friends, please be done with these things. Resolve to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified and simply continue on in what it is that He is doing, what He is desiring. And in and in line with that, we are looking here specifically Uh, in these days of how it is that we say yes to him and to the next major days of development that he is bringing to us inwardly as we simply abide and continue to move with him. So we've been looking at the power of choosing in Jesus's life as he matured in identifying with the Father in what the Father was doing. Jesus was there on assignment, sent by the Father, empowered by Holy Spirit, just like you and me. And in his life, he matured by eating the butter and honey. We briefly mentioned that in our previous episode out of Isaiah 7. And the butter is the richest and the honey is the sweetest. And Watchman Nee, in his book, The Power of I'm sorry, the chapter on the power of choosing out of his book, uh, The Messenger of the Cross, likens the grace is the richest and the love of God is the sweetest. And because Jesus consistently uh, ate, if you will, the love of God, that was his food, the love of his father, it matured him deeply. It provoked faith in the father. And he knew the original, the real thing. Therefore, when the counterfeit, when the toxic came, he knew to resist it. Because we are no longer referring things only to what man determines as good and evil. No, all things now, as a son, as a believer, as a disciple, we are being provoked to refer all things unto God. What does God say about it? What is God's heart and mind? What is his will? What is his desire with us and with others? And so anything outside of that known as sin, meaning it's an alien way of life, is man is out there meeting his own needs in any way that he chooses. And man chooses what is good and evil and no longer refers to God himself. 
but this is not our way. My friends, we have not learned Christ this way. And so we want to be very real. And and I believe the spiritual and the practical are one in the same. So when I say, let us get practical, it means let us see this, the reality of the spiritual in its everyday life. And I love these two places where Watchman Nee shows us the power of choosing in Jesus's life. And we see it uh, in the story of when he was 12 years of age and he went with his parents to Jerusalem to keep the feast of the Passover. Uh, And when his parents had left, uh, Jesus remained behind. And when his parents came back to the city to find him, three days later, they find him in the temple. And his mother says to him, son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Your father and I sought you with sorrow. And in answering, uh, Jesus did not say, know ye not that I must do the will of God. Instead, what he said was, don't you know that I must be in my father's house or about my father's business? Something's afoot in his holy house. God is on the move. And his house is his people. And that house is going to take many different forms in the days to come. He is pitching a mighty massive tent, my friends, of his presence. No one place is going to be able to handle it. There's not going to be one place where the outpouring is and everybody runs to it. God is looking for people and places, sons who will let him get them ready, where they begin to identify with him. And though they may have great empathy and great love for mankind, that cannot be the controlling factor of the day. That cannot be what controls us, my friends. It is the love of God, the love from God, the love for God, and that we are now identifying with him. This is how Jesus lived and matured because of the decisions that he consistently made. And we must let Jesus be real, my friends, if we are going to be real. Jesus really made these decisions, but he was eating the butter and honey. He was in the love of God. And he had the full grace of God, the full ability of God to live the way the Father was calling him to. My friends, so do we. But will we make the same decisions when pressed? Will we, as many Christian parents have done, will they identify with the sins of their children? And because they do not want to lose relationship with their children, they begin to be swallowed up in the doctrines of demons. Okay, I'm speaking point blank, and I'm just here to say to you, if your love for your children overrides your love for God and the truth of God, you are being sucked in just like your children have been. They have come under a controlling spirit, and now that spirit wants to control you. If you come under it, if you yield to it, my friends, you become dull and less effective in your intercession for them. Right now, I'm not talking about, let's say your child is homosexual and they want to bring their partner over and you out of your freedom by a word from God, open up your home and your hospitality, right? Then you're doing that, if you will, under the control of Holy Spirit because the father has led you. Okay. That's different. But if you get chest bumped by your child and your child says, if you don't let us come together, right? Then I'm not coming. And they threaten and they guilt and they manipulate you and you capitulate to that. Then you've come under the spirit that is controlling your child. And what's going to happen now is you're going to be led by them rather than being led by the spirit. And if Holy Spirit leads you to say, do not 
do not at this time. Do not yield to that. Do not bring them into your home. Uh, maybe go and meet them somewhere else. Right There are going to be specific directions that God gives you. Now, this has to get real. This has to get very, very real. Because if you put yourself, whoever you obey, you make yourself a slave to. And if your child, your adult child, threatens you, uh, coerces you, uh, says they will withdraw their love from you, my friends, you're going to be in a place of deep decision because you may think, well, no, I want to show the love of God, then be led by the love of God because no one loves your child like God. And if you think that your love for your child is what's going to deliver them, then you're mistaken. It is the power of the cross that will deliver them as it has delivered you. And the clarity that must come so that we can make our decisions. And then the God of all comfort will be there to comfort you as you make those decisions, my friends. But you must be careful in these days of identifying with the Father that you do not in some pseudo-Christian way take Christian lessons from the devil and end up embroiled in the same controlling spirit, in the same controlling drama that is controlling your child's life, whatever it may be. It could be their addictions. It could be, um, you know, just philosophies of the world. And so because you want to be close to your child, um, your adult children, I'm mainly speaking of, right? You, you begin to acquiesce and abdicate the authority that you have over your life, your home, and what it is that God is doing in you. So this has to get very, very real for us. Okay, so here's how Jesus did this in two situations. One is in Luke 2. What I've been speaking of is where he says, don't you know I need to be in my father's house about my father's business? Now here, the Lord had butter and honey. He already knew the father. He already had been eating of the love of God and the grace of God. And he was growing and waxing strong with God and man in wisdom and stature. This is what the word tells us. Yet he also had the wherewithal to go back and submit to his parents, right, for another 18 years. Talk about uh, major submission, right? So he didn't just write his parents off and you know, leave, right? Some of us, as soon as we know our identity and we must be about the Father's business, we're not submitting to anybody. We don't continue on, right? We don't continue on identifying with what the Father's doing in us. We might get carried away in our own identity and we begin to be puffed up more than being built up and matured. Now, the next one is when he was baptized by John the Baptist. This one has always affected me so deeply out of Matthew three, thirteen through 17. Here John is declaring of his cousin, okay, remember they met in the womb, met each other in the womb, right? John was in Elizabeth and Jesus was in Mary. And when Elizabeth and Mary met, it says that John leapt in his mother's womb. And here John is now fully grown in his assignment. And he says, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. This is what he says in John one twenty nine, And then uh, he says, you know, he is mightier than I. And then he gets to a point finally by Matthew 3 where John is like, I'm not worthy, you know, to unlatch your sandals. I love what Jesus says. This is so very key, my friends. And 
what Jesus says to John is basically, in Matthew 3, 15, I believe, is let us both do our part that all righteousness might be fulfilled. See, Jesus was going to require that someone was going to need to baptize him because he was identifying with, right, the sin-sick world and race of Adam. Jesus himself did not need to be baptized. This was the beginnings of him identifying in his assignment with the Father. He was identifying with us. But he says to John, basically, look, John, your worthiness is not really the issue here. This is our assignment. I'm going to follow mine. You follow yours. And together we will accomplish and fulfill all righteousness because Jesus knew that there were decisions to be made and he made his and others had to make theirs. And this is so very powerful when we finally identify with Jesus. Don't keep telling Jesus how unworthy you are. He's like, listen, I've done my part and now I'm calling you to be a responder to us so that what we have accomplished and what we have done and what we have poured into you can now be lived out. Oh, my friends, these are amazing days, but they are going to be pressing days, intense days, magnificent days, but they are down in the dirt. And I'm telling you, there's no gray. We're in the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. And if you're in the kingdom of the light of his son, okay, why? Why do you believe that he's brought you to such a time as this? Right? I want to provoke you in this, to consider in these days and ways, 19 days and ways, are you saying yes to the Father at new depths, stepping into the unknown, knowing that you're going into it with him? Embrace that risk, but go with him. Say yes to him in these days. I pray that you'll say yes to the new depths of development and that you'll watch here at nancymccready.com for opportunities that we are building right now that will be launched out later and that hopefully you will take full advantage of those if you sense that you're to say yes to being specifically developed uh, here uh, at NMM. I do also pray and unapologetically, unashamedly say, I hope that you will be one who will say yes and help us here at NMM to be able to disciple nations, to fulfill our assignment, which is to empower you, to empower those in other nations, to be able to build you up, that you'll say yes to helping us uh, accomplish our one-month end-of-year giving goal of 60000 We already have about 6000 that has come in. And so we are just going to, with open face before God and before you, continue to walk towards meeting that goal by midnight on December 31st. So that in addition to all of the magnificent monthly partners um, in 2024 who continue to give and increase their giving and new partners that come on board, we're going to be able to go into the new nations of England into the UK, into Paraguay, go deeper and wider into Austria, Poland, and Germany, and other doors that we are still discussing, and here in the United States, in Oklahoma and Texas, and in Iowa, and other states that are on the brink of opening up. So say yes to him, my friends, and I pray you'll be a part of saying yes to NMM. I love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.